0: From 99.9 The Fan, this is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Check out the YouTube channel as well. And by all means, leave Galaxy Brain comments on our videos, uh, including the latest one that described me or described this show as hypermasculine. Because really, when you look up hyper masculine sports talk radio dudes, pictures of us. It really is pictures of us. Clearly, they must have watched us and, and the Adonis form we took when we officiated high school basketball games. Oh, dear. <laughs> we looked really, really bad in those referee shirts, man. Really bad. <laughs> it made me second guess my summer of beer drinking. <laughs> it really did. So, it made the- me second guess a lot of decisions. <laughs> uh, fair, fair. Uh, if you're wondering what I'm referencing, Jillio and I recently refereed, we officiated a, an inner squad scrimmage between uh, with Millbrook's basketball team, men's basketball team, and the, the hospitality was great. And we actually did have some act like some real high school officials help us out. About a hundred years combined of high some school really officiating, good really good yeah. officials. And I,
1: I went to a game last night and realized, yeah.
0: that's what I was going to ask you. So we put this video out there, Jillio and I proving a point about how difficult this is. And, hey, maybe show a little grace the next time you go to a high school sporting event and you don't like what the officials called. They're not paid a lot. Their scheduling sucks. And they're doing this really because they love the sport. They love officiating, right? So a little grace because without the officials, you're not going to have sports being played. So you went to a Garner high school basketball game last night, right? I did, and I found myself defending the officials because
1: just <laughs> Garner and Middle Creek, and Middle Creek fell behind early, and they're, you know, you know, you're when you're not winning, you you want a reason to sure to explain why you're not winning, and it's not because your team's not good, it's because the officials, and there was an out of bounds call where the the officials actually conferred with each other and mm-hmm. got the call correct, mm-hmm. and the woman was still sitting there screaming at the officials. And this is in the middle of the second quarter, so I just turned uh, you know, from a few rows away and I said, they yes, but they got the call correct, so maybe let's not yell at them, right?" And you would have thought like, "Oh oh, I'm sorry, like but yes, one night with the officials, and now I'm out there in the streets defending them <laughs> because I'm just like, come on, especially when they get it right. I mean, come on a- and it. they and they confirmed, and they, they had talked about that with us. You know, we watch games on TV now, and we think, "Oh, there's there's instant replay." I mean, clearly, you know, they're just going to get it right. No, no, no. This is like old school now. Okay, you got to get the thing right in real time, mm-hmm. and you, and you do have to use those moments where you go and you talk to the other official and say, "Hey, what did you see?" Well, I saw something different, and then you got to make a call. So uh, Garner won, by the way. Shout out to my to my Trojans.
0: Yeah, I was uh, I was not at a high school basketball game last night, but I was on a high school campus because uh, the NLO concert and symphonic bands did their things last night, their holiday concert. Um, the the marching band apparently gets the last say, so I've been to a lot of marching band, competitive yeah. marching band competitions this year because my son uh, plays trumpet at Enloe. What I was not expecting was the marching band to actually do their performance in a small auditorium with the trumpets literally right next to my ear. So if I don't hear you very well today... You, you went full Jason Derulo last night. I really then. did. Right. I really did. It was just right there, man, all up in your ear hole. So, if I don't hear you all that well today, that's why my ears are still ringing. It's Wednesday, that weird nebulous time in between the last week of the football schedule and the upcoming week of the football schedule. So we do something that nobody else in this business does. I'm actually kind of shocked nobody's copied us. I can't believe it. It's crazy to me. We've been doing it this long. Not a single entity does what we do. Oh, well. It benefits you, the listener, because you can only get this here. The OGs, completely original. Never duplicated. Football power rankings. Let's get it. Julio,
1: you're number four. It has to be my guy, Matt Canada. Oh, God. The Pittsburgh
0: You won't let it go. Just wait. You won't let it go.
1: The Pittsburgh Steelers have won three of four. Mm-hmm. Never mind who they've beaten in those three games, but they've won three of four. And in those four games, Joe, rookie quarterback Kenny Pickett, do you know how many interceptions he's thrown in the last four games? The same that you and I have thrown. Zero. There you go. Zero. So Kenny Pickett showing some progress. And you know who deserves a lot of that credit? Our guy,
0: Matt Canada. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. you actually given Matt Canada some credit. My number four on the OG's completely original, never duplicated football power rankings goes to Pettiness or at least perceived pettiness. The Rams picked up Baker Mayfield off the waiver wire after the Carolina Panthers released him earlier this week. Hell, he might actually play Thursday night against the Raiders because... That would be crazy. He's literally, as uh, as I've seen reported, like he literally just got off the plane. And he might play tomorrow. And the reason why is that the Rams have gone through all sorts of injuries and guys haven't practiced yet, so Baker Mayfield might be their healthiest options. But... You're telling me that the Rams didn't at least factor in, hey, we can't let the 49ers salvage anything given their injury situation. We don't want them to go out there and actually win a Super Bowl, right? So let's go ahead and take Baker Mayfield to prevent them from getting a guy and they're stuck with Brock Purdy. Which, I actually feel like the Rams, So this is where it's going to bite them in in the rear end. I actually think that the Rams, if this was the case, if pettiness was the case, they're actually doing the 49ers a favor. No ride with Brock Purdy. Ride with your defense, because I'm telling you right now, Brock Purdy, based on what we've seen out of Baker Mayfield this season, has to be better. Can he complete a pass? Has to the be line better. Line of scrimmage. Has to be better oh. than anything we've seen out it's of Baker Mayfield. Not knocked down by
1: the defensive line. Yeah.
0: Then they'll be fine. That's my number four. What's your number three?
1: My number three <laughs> is Joey Burr. Yeah, man. And the Bengals. Not only people are excited because they've beaten the Chiefs. That's nice, Joe. But do you know what his record is in the last 10 games against the number? You want to find someone a quick way to be popular? You go 9 and 1 against the spread in your last 10 starts. Mm-hmm. You're going to make yourself a lot of friends.
0: I was thinking about Joey Burr, but I'm actually going to give it to his teammate, the guy he's throwing the ball to. Jamar Chase is a difference maker, man. You know, and we've we've seen this across the league. Wide receivers, we we tend to have a debate about this every couple of years, when we move off the running back is overrated. Right, it's the wow, well, wow. You don't need those guys. You don't need a guy like that. Actually, no, you do. Look across the league, and you see where wide receivers have been difference makers, that final piece to unlock your QB's potential. We saw this with Tua Tungavaialoa. They brought in Tyreek Hill and Jalen Wall before that. AJ Brown in Philadelphia has helped the Eagles look awesome with Jalen Hurts. And yeah, Jamar Chase back with the Bengals is absolutely tied to how they've looked the last couple of weeks. So I'm going to give my number three ranking to Jamar Chase. Number two, Julio. My number two goes to not only the Dallas
1: Cowboys, but Dallas Cowboy fans and Dallas Cowboy haters. Mm -hmm. I I saw the meme on Facebook. The Cowboys, by the way, have won five of six. They're running hot right now. The Cowboys and the Eagles look like the two best teams in in definitely in the nfc maybe even the nfl but we've reached the point on facebook where you see the here's where we are in the season the cowboys get hot it's gonna be okay the cowboys give you hope and then the the next step is cowboys lose in the first round of the playoffs wash rinse repeat so we have a little bit something for the cowboy fans and a little bit something for the cowboy haters
0: My number two on our completely original football power rankings goes to Jim Harbaugh, Michigan head coach, because his his name is going to be the obsession. Look, Michigan got to the college football playoff. Oh, it's back to back years where they've beaten Ohio State. Now suddenly, Jim Harbaugh's Q score rating has gone back up, and you know, you know who's got the money. It's just been offset, and David Tepper is going to learn his mis- from his mistakes. I'm not going to hire a guy who's never had NFL coaching experience in college. No, no, no. I'm going to throw money at the guy who's had NFL coaching experience, went to a Super Bowl, burnt himself out, went back to college, and he's been doing his thing. I'm going to bring him back to the NFL. I'm telling you, Jim Harbaugh is going to be the hottest name in NFL coaching circles this offseason if it isn't already once the Bulls and the College Football Playoff wrap up, and your number one, Julio.
1: My number one is the Eagles at 11 and one. They have the best record in the NFL. I was not a believer early in the season in the Eagles as they feasted on Detroit and Jacksonville and Arizona and Pittsburgh and Houston, but I am now because you start looking at the attrition around at the at the top teams. The Chiefs can't keep a receiver healthy. The Bills keep losing important parts of their defense. The Eagles are starting to
0: look really, really good for a Super Bowl ticket, Joe. Not too bad. Not too bad. And my number one football power rankings, completely original, never been duplicated, can't get this anywhere else, goes to me. I have not set my fantasy football lineup up in weeks, Joe weeks i called this i absolutely called this that i was in a situation where uh, shout out to pat welter wrel he wanted to he, he he wanted to bring back fantasy football to here at the big five got a bunch of our co-workers on we've been trying to have some fun with it and i tried to be diligent with it man i really did i really tried to be diligent with it but i haven't despite it all joe you know who actually has a winning record in this football league, at seven and six, you do me. What? And I'm even going up against who this week?
1: Oh, is it finally time, Devin
0: Leary fanboys? That's me. oh, it's Cox. Do you actually set your lineup, Dennis? My team stinks. Yeah, but do you actually set your lineup? Hey, I didn't in the last couple weeks, but I need to. Oh, okay, to, yeah. so it didn't work out, out for right you either. Now, I was hoping see. that you actually set your lineup because I'd be like, see, this is why fantasy football sucks. <laughs> Somebody like me who hasn't touched his lineup in five weeks can have a winning record and based on what Yahoo predicts should beat you this week, and I haven't touched it. This is why fantasy football sucks because I can win. We'll check in with Darren Gant, ProFootballTalk.com. He used to work at ProFootballTalk.com. He's with Panthers.com right now. It's been an interesting week in Panthers land, moving on from Baker Mayfield. So what's the plan now going forward? It's not like the Panthers are completely out of the playoff race. It would have been made easier had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lost to the New Orleans Saints, and everybody would have been brought down, and they would have been one game out of the NFC South lead. But now the Buccaneers are at six and six in the NFC South. The Panthers are four and eight. Again, they're not completely out of it. They got like a nine. I think I saw one statistic where they're they're are a nine percent chance of making the playoffs. Crazier things have happened. That's how bad the NFC South is. So we'll talk to Darren Gann about that in a little bit. In the college football world, it's been a week obsessing over transfers, locally. Transfers have been viewed differently depending on the school you're talking about. You look at NC State, Devin Leary announces intent to transfer. He's in the portal, and he tweeted out, hey, thanks, Wolfpack Nation, everything else. I think for the most part, Jillio, everybody has been understanding of his decision to go. Over at Carolina, on the other hand, it everybody was asking the wrong question, I thought, regarding Carolina's transfer possibilities. They went immediately to Drake May. And I understand why. He is their bedrock for next season. He was their bedrock this past season for winning the Coastal Division. But it's been the defensive transfer portal news that has people raising an eyebrow. Tony Grimes being the biggest one. Cam Kelly and some others in there as well. And that's started up a bunch of different conversations. They're different. What I wish people would do was be more like Dave Clawson, Wake Forest head football coach, who talked about Sam Hartman, who still has eligibility... And there's a possibility that he can transfer. Here's what he had to say.
3: You know, Sam has uh, certainly told us that he's planning on playing in the game. And, you know, we'd love him, love to see him break the ACC touchdown pass record. And Sam's a guy that's going to finish what he started. And, you know, I I think his intention uh, right now is to try to prepare and go to the NFL draft. You know, but the way this name and binge likeness, market is working um you know in some cases with guys of eligibility left you know they may have an opportunity to make more money uh by going to another school for a year than going to the NFL and Hmm. if that's the case we can't fault them and so whatever decision Sam makes we support him Um, again I, I think right now his intention is to go to the NFL but you know, when the the bowl game's over, if there's some incredible offer for him to go to another school and get life changing money, uh, you know, how can we fault him for that? So
0: that's Dave Claus, and Wake Forest, head football coach, talking about Sam Hartman's potential future. Pragmatism. <laughs> wonder why I love the man the way that I do.
1: You wonder. <laughs> Getting ahead of the messaging, yeah. using logic, thanking the player in an honest way, in an earnest way, mm-hmm. not some tweet, you know? Why do you think that's so hard for people? I don't know. I guess they don't want it to be
0: misconstrued, but there was nothing ambiguous about no. what Dave Clawson just said. That's not hard to do. Yeah. That's not hard to do but i i get to, i think it gets back to how i set that clip up not every transfer is equal no and, and not all positions are either they're you know not. The, obviously the
1: quarterback position is getting a lot of attention in the transfer portal and for obvious reasons it's the most important position mm-hmm. it's also the one that has the most value just like we see in the nfl you know uh, a quarter of your salary cap can go to just one quarterback for goodness sake and and nil money. While we we do see a Texas A and M and and some of these other places, Miami, and might think it's unlimited, mm-hmm. it's not. It's not. And if you're, I, I you know, I'm, what I'm going to be interested in, Joe, is how willing will the ASCC schools, not named Clemson and Louisville and Miami, be to play in the nil game? Meaning, okay, I'll, if you're NC State, I, I can afford a hundred or two hundred thousand dollars to MJ Mars. This year, right, hundred. Let's just say a hundred grand. But could you afford five, six, seven, eight to keep Devin Leary? Probably not. And if you had that kind of money, you would probably spread it around, as we're seeing with NC State and the Pack of Wolves. You know, they're promising twenty five thousand to each player. Mm-hmm. That that would add up to twenty. Uh, excuse me, that would add up to two million if all eighty five scholarship players got twenty five hundred twenty five thousand dollars. So there's different ways to do it. We'll see from Carolina how they want to do it. And what we saw in Carolina in basketball, Joe, remember, um, I was reminded watching Matthew Meyer last night play for Illinois. Do you remember when Brady Manick left and Matthew Meyer was the Baylor shooter from their championship team? Yeah. I, I, I'll point this out to you because sometimes people lack the obvious. Sure. He's a eight white guy who can shoot. <laughs> and a lot of Carolina fans were like, wow, we're going to get Matthew Meyer. It was told to me by a Carolina source. Who would know? Matthew Meyer straight up asked for $750,000. Straight up. Yeah. They just, that was his camp saying, if you want him to come play for you, that's what it's going to cost. In Carolina, as we know, Armando Bacot is going to make, he has a chance to make more than a million dollars this year playing through his NIL deals. But that's through the NIL deals of him already being established in Chapel Hill and different companies and businesses investing in him. Carolina was not willing to play the free agency game. They're willing to showcase their their talent and their athletes, but they're not. They were not willing to pay for Meyer. And I'm watching Meyer last night. And what what do we think? Yeah. I, I'm not saying he's Brady Manning. It's probably in his best interest that he's not in Carolina. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah. you're looking at it and you're going, hmm, man. But that's the price of poker. And I'm not sure. And I'm only using that as a very specific example. I'm just not sure, you know, if someone went and offered Sam Hartman, like Dave Clawson said, it's almost like Viacondias. Let, yeah, let Sam like, Hartman make the money that he can. Yeah,
0: if somebody wants to offer Drake May life changing money, then yeah, what do you? But he say doesn't have but to. He doesn't have to. That's
1: the that's the key difference with Drake May. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, as the number one or number two overall pick in the draft coming up in 24, Drake May does not need an instant payday. The, the NFL futures of a Devin Leary and a Sam Hartman are not promised no. on that same level. Completely different. So it is a completely different situation, and you can totally understand why Drake May would stay put. And this is good for the
0: players, by the way. It's good for the players. It's good for Devin Leary to realize that if he can, uh, because we don't know what his NFL future is going to well, be. It's good for
1: the players on the
0: top end,
1: but not everyone's on the top end, yeah. Joe, because remember, you're going to see a record number of players in the portal, and the music's going to stop. And there's not going to be a chair yeah, for some of these I guys.
0: Mean, but, again, those are things that – welcome to the real world, man. You I know. know no,
1: I'm, I'm not suggesting it's a bad – I'm saying yeah. this is the market finding itself. Yeah, the market and, – and yes. A lot of yes. these quarterbacks going in there going, well, uh, look, look, look look, what happened to uh, – you know, look what happened last year with um, the guy at uh, West Virginia. You know, oh, that's going to be me. I'm, or Caden Slovis at Pitt. Oh, that's yeah, going to be me. It ain't. Right? Caleb Williams at USC. No, that's probably not going
0: to be you. We'll take a quick uh, update here. Talk to Darren Gant next. I have subscribed to Darren Gant's work for years now, going all the way back to his newspaper days. Darren Gant now at Panthers.com. And, Darren, what's going on, man? It's been a, an interesting week over at Bank of America Stadium when it comes to the – f- I feel like it's like every week there's an interesting week, but this one's related to Baker Mayfield and his release.
4: Joe, I told my young apprentice, Augusta Stone, <laughs> a supremely talented writer who's in her first year in the NFL – you will cover the league for 30 years and never see anything like the last six months you've experienced here in Charlotte. It's just this season contains multitudes. I mean, <laughs> Baker Mayfield, a former number one overall pick in the draft, being cut on a Monday and claimed by the Los Angeles Rams is the third most interesting thing that's happened this season. Kind of is, I mean, yeah. What are even talking about this yeah. is. This is normal around here, guys. What do you want me to say?
0: (laughs) And the wildest part, as crazy as this year for the Panthers has been, they're not completely out of the playoff picture.
3: Yeah, that's
0: like the
4: fourth most interesting thing (laughs) that's happening. You know, as crazy as it sounds, I mean, a 4-8 and team actually is walking around today talking about playoffs, and it's sort of realistic. And Mm. here's the even crazier part. They kind of believe it. I yeah. mean, as strange as it sounds, this four and eight football team is walking and talking like a team that plans to go into Seattle and do something on Sunday.
0: And that's what I was curious about. Darren Gant joining us here on the OG Panthers.com has covered the Panthers for a very, very long time. Huh. You and you you and I can sit here and 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 look at four and eight. But I realized as Monday night football was getting ready to kick off between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New Orleans Saints, and as bad as that game was, if there's not a tried-and-true Tom Brady comeback bid in this game against the Saints, Panthers are a game out of the NFC South. And in Panthers history, and Ron Rivera will be the first one to tell you, hey, man, it doesn't matter how you win the division, you won the division. And that's all that matters. So, yeah, I could totally believe Steve Wilkes, interim head coach, who's also coaching for his job, is trying to get these guys to believe.
4: I don't blame them and they are steve wilkes is more than happy to trade on 2014 vibes and you know he talked today about the 15 game and he has showed this team clips of what happened in 15 and you can read more about that soon on panthers.com by the way and i encourage you all to do that um <laughs> we call that a tease that's a uh, that's a
0: straight up plug, plug. there yeah, that's okay. a plug fair, all right
4: fair enough. i i do it for the people <laughs> um, but they are happy to trade on the legend of 2014 because wilkes was around and saw it with his own two eyes and so the idea that you don't care that you were three eight and one and you reel off four straight to close the season and then win a playoff game it's like yeah this is a totally normal thing to happen because i've seen it before
1: darren Gant joining us on the heister automotive group hotline that's jovius i'm joe Gilio. All right, after the open date, they get Seattle here on the road. Darren, I got to tell you, I was so wrong about Seattle this year. I couldn't have been more wrong about Seattle. I got to imagine Pete Carroll is actually going to be Coach of the Year in the NFL. What has impressed you about the way that the Seahawks have turned themselves into a playoff contender?
4: Well, obviously, MVP contender Geno Smith. I mean, that's the first thing you think of when you think of Seattle Seahawks football over the years, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So again, this has been really good this year. (laughs) I kind of dig on the strange and unusual, and this game is like a cornucopia for me. It just, there's so much stuff happening. And the idea that former Jets quarterback Sam Darnold and Geno Smith are piloting NFC playoff contenders is an actual sentence made up of real words that I put in that order on purpose. (laughs) So. I mean, again, it's amazing. They have been able to throw the ball. And, you know, typically when you think of Seattle, even when Russ was there, can we still talk about Russ and Raleigh? I don't I, know. I, oh, you yeah. Can. oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Still a thing. But,
4: but even when Russ was quarterbacking, they were a run-first team, no matter what Russ wanted them to be. I mean, their pers- their persona was Marshawn Lynch. These guys are chucking it around all over the field. They're not particularly good defensively, particularly against the run. Uh Deontay Foreman and some offensive linemen here have noticed that. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I think it's going to be an interesting game. But the fact that it is Geno and Sam Darnold teeing it up against each other is is just kind of the most remarkable thing about a remarkable game at a lot of levels.
0: So let's let's get to that. Darren Gant, Panthers.com, joining us here on the OG. Alongside Joe Giglio, I'm Joe Ovias. This seemed like an amicable split between the Carolina Panthers and Baker Mayfield. Julio and I talked yeah. about this on Monday. It made sense to get him. It the 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 money being spent, the pick being used, if the scratch off ticket pays off, hey, sure. you know, maybe things go differently this year. But Baker never was that guy. Baker still looked like he was laboring to get things going. Yeah. It was difficult to watch. So what what were those conversations like as they kind of got to that point where it was like, all right, Baker, man, whatever you want to do?
4: Yeah, I think more than anything, and again, your scratch-off reference is a valid one. They spent $3 bucks on a fifth-round draft pick. So basically, Sam Howell um, for a shot at a former number one overall pick. And they kind of looked at it and thought, yeah, give it a shot. But after seven games, I think everybody realized it wasn't working. Mm. And I think more than anything else, for all the – drama that has surrounded Baker wherever he went my experience with Baker was good he was a good teammate he was fairly normal he was funny he was tough I watched him running around on one uh good ankle and one ankle that was much less than good and really was convinced he was going to play that next week Mm -hmm. and you know people were impressed by how tough he was they were impressed by how committed to the team he was just never worked I mean, uh, it j- he just wasn't completing passes downfield. And I don't know. We'll, we'll be able to with more time, and once we see what it looks like with Sean McVay in L.A., and that's going to be curious to me to see whether it looks completely different with McVay because Mayfield just kind of looked like a guy who was still recovering from injuries. You know, when you were hurt all last year, you get to a point when things are going poorly where you kind of protect yourself. A little bit. And Baker never looked like that grip it and rip it quarterback we saw at Oklahoma, or even in 2020 with the Browns. I don't know if it was tentative. I don't know if it's in the back of his head. I don't know if he was still sore from the offseason surgery. Again, we'll sort this thing out with time. And it's Again, to reiterate, on Monday, the Carolina Panthers released former number one overall pick, Baker Mayfield. That's the thing that <laughs> happened. Uh, we'll we'll have perspective on it later when we draw back from it, but right now he just wasn't completing any passes. You, you kind of need to do that, yeah. Yeah, that's a thing they want a quarterback to do, and he did all the things well and correctly except complete the passes.
1: Do you think he'll actually play on Thursday?
4: Probably. I mean, yeah. what are they- yeah, what are they gonna do? Play Bryce Perkins, John Wolford? I mean, they haven't practiced
0: either. They, they, those guys haven't practiced either. That's the thing. So here's here's Baker coming off a plane. He's just as prepared as these other guys. So why wouldn't he right. try it, Right?
4: There's kind of a yellow quality to the whole thing, but it's like, why not? You're. Yeah. What are they gonna lose a game? They're. You know, I think they're I actually
1: trying to lose. Like, to be perfectly honest, yeah, honest
0: with you, but yeah, there's that. that. <laughs> so what's
4: Panthers they don't have realistic playoff expectations so why not
0: what is the and we'll close on this Darren Gant from panthers.com joining us here. Uh, twice 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 anyway I'll that's another highlight for you so what what version of Sam Darnold are we gonna get this go around now I don't know isn't that I guess that's part of the fun
4: Yeah, I mean, it's
0: you buys your
4: ticket, you comes and sees the show. Um, (laughs) Sam has been completely adequate, to be honest with you. Last week against the Broncos, last week, two weeks ago, against the Broncos, he took care of the ball. He completed a couple shots downfield. He hit one to DJ Moore. It's like, okay, yes. And even when a bad thing happened to Sam, when he had the fumbled snap, the bad exchange there, he gets back on it and he rolls into the end zone. So... Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's flipped the karma, and and Sam is now careful, Sam, and they get first four games of last year, Sam.
0: I mean, it's worth remembering. That's the thing. I mean, we saw the tease last year. We know how the rest of it went. That's why I'm kind of curious now.
4: And and last year, that first four-game segment where he was a 90-plus passer rating guy, believe it or not, and led the league in touchdown rushes, believe it or not, you know, Christian McCaffrey was along for much of that, and they didn't ask him to do a whole lot. Now Sam is in an environment, and I don't know if it's going to work or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sam could very easily go back to middle of last year, Sam, which wasn't very good. Now we need
0: Sam Newton again. Give me but, Sam Newton.
4: But listen, early Sam last year didn't have to make a lot of plays downfield, but he made a couple. He could hand it off to Christian and run the offense through him, and that's kind of what they're doing with Deontay Foreman right now. Mm-hmm. And he's got a much better offensive line in front of him than he's ever had in his life. And I and I think that's a, a non-zero part of the re- reason they think that maybe it works. And, again, I know everybody in Charlotte uh, sounds like they're talking themselves into this of course. because it does sound so illogical and improbable. But, hey, it's 2022. Here we are.
0: Darren Gant, Panthers.com. We appreciate it, man. We'll yeah. talk to you later. Yeah, thank you, Darren. Yeah, man. You owe me two. I do. I owe you high life snow. Anytime I. All enjoy. right. letter right, man. Anytime I mention the old employer, that's a high life for Darren. Good thing those things are cheap and delicious.